Today in Science from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Rise of DNA Data Storage by Megan Molteni. The 144 words of Robert Frost's seminal poem, The Road Not Taken, fits neatly onto a single printed page, or in a one-kilobyte data file, or in Yanjun Park's hands in a few drops of water at the bottom of a pink Eppendorf tube. Well, really, what's inside the water? Invisible floating strands of DNA. Scientists have long touted DNA's potential as an ideal storage medium. It's dense, easy to replicate, and stable over millennia. And in the past few years, researchers have encoded all kinds of things in those strings of A's, T's, C's, and G's. War and Peace, Deep Purple's Smoke on the Water, a Galloping Horse GIF. But in order to replace existing silicon chip or magnetic tape storage technologies, DNA will have to get a lot cheaper to predictably read, write, and package. That's where scientists, like Park, come in. He and the other co-founders of Catalog, an MIT DNA storage spinoff emerging out of stealth on Tuesday, have come a long way since encoding their first poetic kilobyte by hand a year and a half ago. Now they're building a machine that will write a terabyte of data a day using 500 trillion molecules of DNA. They plan to launch industrial-scale storage services for IT companies, the entertainment industry, and the federal government within the next few years, joining several much larger tech companies like Microsoft, Intel, and Micron, which are funding their own DNA storage projects. If successful, DNA storage could be the answer to a uniquely 21st century problem, information overload. Five years ago, humans had produced 4.4 zettabytes of data. That's set to explode to 160 zettabytes each year by 2025. Current infrastructure can handle only a fraction of the coming data deluge, which is expected to consume all the world's microchip-grade silicon by 2040. Most digital archives, from music to satellite images to research files, are currently saved on magnetic tape. Tape is cheap, but it takes up space, and it has to be replaced roughly every 10 years. Today's technology is already close to the physical limits of scaling, says Victor Zirnoff, chief scientist of the Semiconductor Research Corporation. DNA has an information storage density several orders of magnitude higher than any other known storage technology. How dense, exactly? Imagine formatting every movie ever made into DNA. It would be smaller than the size of a sugar cube and it would last for 10,000 years. 
The trouble, of course, is cost. Sequencing or reading DNA has gotten far less expensive in the last few years, but the economics of writing DNA remain problematic if it's going to become a standard archiving technology. DNA synthesis companies like Twist Bioscience charge between 7 and 9 cents per base. That means a single minute of high-quality stereo sound could be stored for just under $100,000. Catalog thinks it can rewrite those cost curves by decoupling the process of writing DNA from the process of encoding it. Traditional methods map the sequence of bits, zeros and ones, onto a sequence of DNA's four base pairs. In 2016, when Microsoft set a record by storing 200 megabytes of data in nucleotide strands, the company used 13,448,372 unique pieces of DNA. What Catalog does instead is cheaply generate large quantities of just a few different DNA molecules, none longer than 30 base pairs. Then it uses billions of enzymatic reactions to encode information into the recombination patterns of those prefab bits of DNA. Instead of mapping one bit to one base pair, bits are arranged in multidimensional matrices, and sets of molecules represent their locations in each matrix. If you think of information as a book, you can record that information by copying it down by hand, says Park. But instead of transcribing letter for letter, Catalog is in effect creating a printing press, where each typeface is represented by a small molecule of DNA. By rearranging these pre-made molecules in different ways, we can organize all the different words into the original order of the book. Devin Leake, who recently left his role as head of DNA synthesis at Ginkgo Bioworks to be Catalog's chief science officer, says this approach should have the company approaching costs competitive with tape storage within a few years once it scales up automation. Zernoff says that might be feasible with Catalog's library approach because it won't have to synthesize new DNA for every new piece of stored information. Instead, the company can just remix its prefabricated DNA molecules. If it achieves those economies of scale, Catalog could move beyond what most people have identified as early applications of the technology, namely storing data that needs to be archived for legal or regulatory reasons, like rarely accessed surveillance video, medical records, or historical government documents. According to Leak and Park, the company will start commercial pilots early next year, focusing on intelligence and space agencies within the federal government, as well as the IT sector and Hollywood. Molecular data storage has become something of a pet project for the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Last year, it dropped $15.3 million in grants to discover new biochemical ways to store binary. And big tech companies have begun piloting their own projects as well. Microsoft plans to have an operational prototype storage system based on DNA working inside of one of its data centers by 2020. According to Doug Carmine, a partner architect at Microsoft Research, it will initially be offered to boutique customers with data needs in the gigabyte to petabyte range. The long-term goal, though, is much more ambitious. We're going after totally replacing tape drives as an archival storage, says Carmine. By drafting the enormous waves of interest in consumer genetics and synthetic biology, he thinks that could actually happen sooner rather than later. As people get better access to their own DNA, why not also give them the ability to read any kind of data written in DNA? Data storage just might be a modern-day problem looking for a 3.8 billion-year-old solution. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.